0: Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is The Literary Gardener for September 9th, 2021. The topic this week is, let's face it, gardening in the smoke is no fun. I grow plants for many reasons, to please my eye or to please my soul, to challenge the elements or to challenge my patience, for novelty or for nostalgia, but mostly for the joy in seeing them grow. David Hobson, author of Diary of a Mad Gardener, To Boldly Grow Where No One Has Grown Before, and that's G-R-O-A-N, grown, 2,000. I'm sure I don't have to remind you that the Rogue Valley has only had one day in the past month for which the air quality index was low enough to be considered good. The rest have been listed by IQ Air as Very Unhealthy, 4 days, Unhealthy, 17 days, Unhealthy for Sensitive Groups, 6 days, and Moderate, 2 days. I chose this week's quote by garden humorist David Hobson to remind me why I garden in the heat and smoke. Rather than me challenging the elements, the elements are definitely challenging me and my patients, not to mention my health. The first thing I've learned about gardening and the smoke is that I don't like it. I don't want to boldly grow where mad gardeners have grown, G-R-O-A-N, before. So, I have escaped to Bandon, where the air quality is consistently good and the air temperature doesn't surpass the high 60s. I feel a little guilty talking about it, but we even had a pretty substantial rain shower the other night. And all day afterwards, I savored its cleansing effect on the landscape. Enough gloating. I'll come back to my garden in Medford soon enough because there is a lot of work to do in the garden during September and October. If the smoke persists as forecasted, I'll wear a face mask because the smoke irritates my sinuses and gives me a nasty headache. One thing is for sure, after a shortage of face masks early in the pandemic, our choices in respirator wear have proliferated. However, another thing I've learned about gardening in the smoke is that all face coverings do not offer the same protection against inhaling fine particles in smoke and ash. I just read an article in Wirecutter, a product review website owned by the New York Times, in which author Tim Heffernan writes, After 50 hours of research and testing different respirators, we are confident that the comfortable, durable, widely available 3M8511 and 3M8210 disposable N95 respirators are the ones to get. I checked local stores, and they have plenty of both of these models in stock. A lot of confusion has swirled around about whether people who are not frontline workers should even wear N95 respirators. A May 2021 update on the Center for Disease Control website acknowledges that the supply and availability of approved Respirators have increased significantly over the last several months. But the website also states N95 respirators are critical supplies that should be prioritized for healthcare workers and other medical first responders to prevent supply shortages. Well, I learned there are different grades of N95 face masks. The 3M-8511 and 8210 models are NIOSH-approved for protection against wildfire smoke, air pollution, and construction dust and fumes. Whereas, specially fit-tested N95 respirators are used by health professionals. Heffern says the 3M-8210 respirator also offers protection from the coronavirus because it filters exhalations as well as incoming air. The 8511 and some other N95 models have an unfiltered exhalation valve, which the CDC says does not fully guard against the spread of COVID-19. As depressing as it is to say, I don't think face masks are going to go away anytime soon. Our garden centers should carry an ample supply of N95 face masks that are appropriate for wildfire smoke and the coronavirus. Prominently displayed right next to the shovels and shears and other important gardening equipment. There should also be a sign there that clearly explains why wearing these N95 respirators will not hinder healthcare workers from doing their job effectively. Let's face it, gardening in the smoke is no fun. If ever there was a time to focus on growing early spring, fall, or overwintering vegetable crops, it's now. If ever there was a time to convert high maintenance lawns and flower beds to low maintenance native perennial gardens, it's now. I may be a mad gardener after all because I refuse to let the smoke and heat beat me down completely. I will escape to Bandon for a while, but I won't stop gardening. David Hobson said it best. I grow plants for many reasons, but mostly for the joy in seeing them grow. By the way, if you could use some garden humor right now, Hobson's books, Diary of a Mad Gardener and Soiled Reputations 2012 are both hilarious. Now for my gardening to-do list this week. I'm thinning out my fall crop and overwintering seedlings in the raised beds, which includes beets, spinach, lettuce, Swiss chard, peas, broccoli, and cauliflower. I'm direct seeding another round of lettuce, spinach, and radishes in the raised beds and direct seeding kale and onion sets that I'll use for scallions. I'm cutting off my growing tips and picking off the flowers from the tomato plants to assist in fruit ripening, and I'm also picking off flowers from my pepper plants and eggplants. The fall rains are already beginning a bit here in Bandon, so I'm going to try putting wood ash around my seedlings in the raised beds to deter slugs. I found we have a lot of slugs, even in the hoop house. And that's it for The Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gardening!